Hello and welcome back. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick. And if you're a return visitor, thank you for coming back. And if you're new, thank you for joining us. It's really wonderful that you're taking time to uh, check out uh, this channel. We're doing an ongoing series called The Promise from Jesus. And it's about the greatest gift he brought to planet Earth, the promise, which is the indwelling Holy Spirit. Now, before we get started, as I always do, right behind me here, uh, the promise from Jesus at gmail.com. The promise from Jesus at gmail.com. That's a way for you to contact us with any thoughts, prayer requests, share whatever the Lord is doing in your life, or anything. It's there for you. You can also comment on the YouTube channel, and you can also comment on any of the podcast stations that uh, this is broadcasted on. <clears throat> and if we're not on a podcast station that you listen to regularly, let us know, and we'll put this or try to get it put on the station that you listen to. We're on several of them right now, 12, 14 different podcast stations. So, um I hope that we're on one that you can listen to uh, when you uh, choose to listen to a podcast rather than a YouTube video. And so the last time we were together, we had started in chapter 17. Now this is from the teachings of Jesus recorded by John today, known as the Gospel of John. And we went from verse uh, 1 through verse 11. And we're going to continue there today uh, with chapter 17. But before we do, I'm going to back up just a verse or so to uh, roll us into new teaching. I typically do that so that uh, we, catch, we catch a little bit which is in the last video as we move forward into today. So let's get started. Chapter 17, uh, we'll start in verse 11, 1711. Now I will no longer be on the earth. I will now come to you, Holy Father. But they are of this earth. Keep watch over those whom you have given in my name, that they will be one as we. That's where we left off the last time. And uh, we're going to continue forward today in verse 12. While I was with them on the earth, I kept watch over those whom you have given in my name from you. And not one of them perished, except the disciple of destruction, that the writing may be fulfilled. Okay, this is important in verse uh, <clears throat> 12. He says this, while I was with them on earth, he said, I kept watch over those whom you have given in my name. Now, this is like the second or third time. Jesus has made a very direct point to that, and that is that Father has given to him in his name, that name being the name of Jesus. And again, if you're old school, Yeshua. And he says this, and not one of them perished Pausing right there for a second. And not one of them perished. Not one of them. Okay? And he makes a reference to one, though. Except the disciple of destruction. <clears throat> and we know who that is. 
That was Judas. That was the one who was, he was designed to do what he did. Okay, he was one of the 12. He was one of the chosen 12 to walk with Jesus, to sit with Jesus, to be with them in an intimate arena. But yet he had a purpose. He had a purpose. Father designed a purpose for his life that he would fulfill. And that purpose would lead to an end, that end being destruction. And he's referred to as the disciple of destruction. And it says here that the writing be fulfilled. Because it was always meant that Judas would do this. Okay, there would always be one who would betray Jesus. But it was part of a plan. Okay, and for lack of a better way to say it, it was that plan. A lot of people think that uh, uh, the plan was uh, that he would exit uh, the earth at that point. It would. It was... You know, his way of saying, okay, I've been here long enough. I have given you everything Father gave me to, to deliver to you and to entrust to you. And now it's time for me to go. And this is how his exit was designed to go. You know, this is how it was meant to be. Yes, of course, you know, Jesus could have simply just said, he could have simply just said, hey, it's time for me to go. And boom, as they were gathered together, he could have ascended and, and went back to heaven just like that. Bam. We know that that's true. We know that's possible. But instead, it was meant to go another way. And that way, uh, there's a lot of people that believe that the reason that it was meant to go that way is so that Jesus could shed his blood, that he could pour out his blood. Now, <clears throat> this study is about the promise, and we're going to stick to it. But, but we will go into another study one day, and we will talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about, uh, you know, Jesus shedding his blood and, and what, that, what that really means and what, what that was about. But this was his, his method of, of leaving the earth right here. This was his exit to leave because it brought things to an end and, and that it would manifest the, the glory. It would manifest the incredibleness of Jesus and who he is. You know, I mean, because let's face it, they're going to murder him. And when they do murder him, they're going to nail him on a cross. Corporal punishment, the worst of the worst. You know, today, corporal punishment is the electric chair. Today, corporal punishment is lethal injection. You know, I mean, we're, we're still uh, doing that. And the thing of it is, is that the corporal punishment back then was to nail a person on a cross, put that cross up at the entrance to a city so that people, I mean, so people could see, look, don't you do things wrong in this city? Because if you do, this is going to be the outcome. Because remember, he wasn't there alone. There were two others that were also nailed up with him that day. And this was an ongoing thing. Okay, corporal punishment. And so... At the end of that, that wasn't the whole, the whole thing, okay? The thing was that no matter what they would do to him, because the, the son, the, the prince, the prince of this world, okay? The prince of peace, the son of our father, king, okay? Was going to be arrested and murdered. But the, but the end of that, he would come forth alive. 
That's what that was about. That he would rise. He would rise again after they had, he, you know, it's like, do anything you want to me. Go ahead, flog me, tear me apart with a cat of nine tails, nail me to a cross, beat me, do everything, stab me in the side. Go on, do everything you want to do. It won't make any difference. Because in three days he got up and he was alive. And he walked amongst mankind again. Can you imagine? Can you even imagine being there? I mean, witnessing this, seeing this. You know, the movie that was, that was made by Mel Gibson, it was called The Passion of Christ. Have, have any of you seen that? And you know, there's a portion in that movie where he is being ripped apart with the cat of nine tails. I mean, they're just shredding his body and he's bleeding all over the place. And then they finally take him away and they put the cross on him, on him and say, let's go, we're headed to Golgotha. And in the movie, the woman that portrayed his mother stays behind and she takes her garment off and she starts wiping the blood off of the place where he was flogged. Can you even imagine what it was like the day that she saw him alive and whole and more beautiful than he ever was to her? Not a cut, not a bruise. However, reminders, the holes in his hands and the holes in his feet to the people around him that, hey, this is me. I'm the one you did this to. But death has no hold on me. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. In chapter 16, he says, be courageous and rest in me for I have overcome the world. As his child, so have you. You have overcome this world as a child of God. And you too will come forth more beautiful than you ever were. And Jesus will be waiting for you with his hand outstretched. Oh my, child of God. That was the purpose of the child, the disciple of destruction. He was, he was created for a purpose to bring forth all of this. Amazing, isn't it? Verse 13. And from now on, you will come and declare these things upon the earth so that those of mine will have their joy fulfilled. So here is your connection. Jesus says, so from now on, you will come forth and declare these things on the earth. He is speaking to Father, and he's saying, Father, from now on, you will come forth, except now you're going to come forth in a different manifestation, and that is the promise, the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, and from now on, you, Father, will come forth and declare these things upon the earth so that those of mine will have their joy fulfilled. See, having 
the the Holy Spirit in your life is having your joy fulfilled. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing what it, what it can do inside of you. Just oh, it is crazy. And it is Father. It is Father. The Holy Spirit is Father. Jesus was Father. Verse fourteen. But the world hates them because I have given them your message. You see, the deeds that were given to Jesus when he came forth from Father and sent here was the message, this message of the promise, this message of the indwelling Holy Spirit. This what Jesus said, from now on, you will come and declare these things on the earth. That was the message. Jesus said, I gave them your message that they, they are, and listen now watch, they are not in accordance with this world just as I am not in accord with this world. Wow. You know, being a child of God is this. You are not in accordance with this world. This is the part about Jesus knowing you. He knows that you want to be in accordance with him. He knows that you want to be in accordance with Father. This is the message right here. Oh, it's much more than that. It's the promise. It's the indwelling Holy Spirit. It's how you, it's knowing that you have been fashioned before the world was even thought of. Father knew you. It's knowing that you're going to be going back home very soon. Jesus said, I gave them your message. They are not in accordance with the world, just as I am not in accordance with this world. You know, when Jesus came, he wanted everyone to see that he is not in accordance with this world. That's why when they came for him to make him a king, because they thought he was, he was in fact the king, he slipped away. He didn't want them to make him in accordance with this world. He didn't participate with anything that was in accordance with this world. That's why he had no home to go to when everyone else dispersed to their homes. That's why he spent his time in the hills with his disciples or on a, on a boat in a lake because he was not in accordance with this world. Could he have built himself a temple? Could he have built himself a big place to gather people together? Could he have put on a production that would have been, wow, with lights and smoke and all kinds of, of could he have? He was not in accordance with this world. And those that are his, he says, I gave them your message they are not in accordance with this, with this world. Let that drill down on your heart. Verse 15. He said, I am not asking that you should take them from the earth, but that you protect them from the evil. The earth is full of it. And it's, it's trying to get a hold of everyone. Even, even the child of God, because anyone, anyone can be drawn away. We have to diligently 
We have to diligently keep ourselves in a place of being protected as we protect the greatest gift that Jesus gives us. We have to protect one another. We have to help one another. You know, in the last video, we talked. About, I talked about how important it was that the elders of the church come forth and share that everything God has done in their lives and what God is doing in their lives, even at their elder age, whatever it might be, you might be 60, you might be 70, you might be 80, you might even be 90. I have some friends that are in their 90s that are sharing with me the things that God has blessed them with in their lives. Oh, how precious that is. And also how powerful it is, because that is where you see Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because all of his children were all treated the same way. There is no one any more special than anyone else. We are his children, and he loves us as his children. And also, I remember in the, in the one of the things we spoke about was this, that unless you have a childlike heart, unless you come as a child, that is very important, very important. I hope you did a little homework on that. And Jesus says that he wants Father to protect his children from the evil that is of this world. Verse 16, they are not in accord with the world just as I am not in accord with the world. This is the second time Jesus said this. Now this is in verse 16 and this is in verse 14. This is really important. He wants us to get this. He wants us to really get this, okay? That we are not in accord with the world. Okay, we live here. That's all. We live here. We function here because there's a reason for it. And the Holy Spirit, the promise will manifest that reason to you. It is important that you get a hold of this. We are not in accord with this world. We are the children of God. We are the children of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is part of our lives. That's important. And we share that with one another. And anyone that Father has brought to Jesus and Jesus has manifested himself into their lives and they have joined us because as there's many children of God that are in bondage right now, right now, this very moment in this world, and they are children of God. It's like the prodigal son story. They took the gifts from father and they went out into the world thinking that they could do a better job. I don't think they planned it that way. I don't think that, you know, they said, oh, I'm going to go do like someone did in the very beginning. But I think they did make a choice to go into the world. And once they got into the world, they ended up in the pig pen, in the mire, eating husks with the pigs and whatever slop was thrown into that pen. I do. That's being in accord with this world. 
But at the end of that story, his father took that prodigal son back and put the best garment on him and prepared the best meal for him and, and provided for him the best life he could possibly ever, ever have. And again, verse 16, one more time. They are not in accord with the world just as I am not in accord with the world. Then he says to them, Purify them in your truth. Your message is the truth. 1717. 1717. Boy, write it down. Put it on, on your refrigerator. All right? Purify them in your truth. That's where our purification comes from. That's where our justification comes from. It comes from the truth. The truth is Jesus. The truth is the message. He says, your message is the truth. 1717. Love it. Easy to remember, huh? John 1717. Verse 18. As you dismissed the world in me, I also dismissed the world in them. This is the interlinear version. It's going to be very different from yours. But it makes a point here. The world was dismissed in Jesus' life. He was born into this world. He grew as a child. Okay? But at some point, that world was dismissed in his life. And he went on with his ministry as the Son of God. He went on with his ministry as our Messiah. And he says to Father, he says, Just as you, you dismissed the world in me, I also dismissed the world in them. Do you know that that's an important part of your growth and development in Jesus is having the world dismissed in your life. Because that's how you become a, a child of God that follows knowing that you are no longer in accordance with this world. Why? Because it has been dismissed in your life. The things of this world are no longer important. The things of this world no longer have a hold. The things of this world are no longer the things that you want to seek after. You do not want to be a part of it. It has been dismissed from your life. And Jesus said, just as I also dismissed the world in them. That happens with the promise. That happens with the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Look, if you find yourself living in a double state of mind where you constantly want to be in the world and you also want to be a child of God, but you really want to be in the world and you want to do the things of the world and you want to do this, that, and the other, listen, you need to get that dismissed in your life. It's really important. 17, 18. Maybe put that on the refrigerator too. Verse 19. Now on their behalf, I separate myself so that they will now be purified in the truth. Jesus saying to us, on their behalf, on our behalf, he's going home. Why? That the Holy Spirit will come and purify us. And that part of that purifying will be dismissing the things of this world away. Oh my child, listen, 
listen, now on their behalf, I separate myself. He's, he, it is a, he's, this is his reason for going. He want, he doesn't want to stay here. He wants to go back to father so that father's Holy Spirit can come and, and, and dwell us. But they need to know that it's coming, and that's why Jesus came. He came to tell us about this greatest gift, the promise. And he says, I'm separating myself, and I'm, I'm coming home, Father, so that they will now be purified by you, by the truth, by you. Because Father is the truth. Moreover, as touching these now, they alone did not question concerning the message, but trusted in me because of it. That's so important. I want you to hear that again. He says, moreover, as touching these now, they alone did not question concerning the message, but trusted in me because of it. Child of God, listen. When you hear Jesus, when you hear his message, when you hear what he was given by Father to deliver to us, it radiates in you with a manifestation that has power over you. That's why in this that they trusted because of it. And by the way, in this particular rendering, that it is a capital I and T because it refers to the word, the word. Listen, Jesus says, moreover, as touching these now, they alone did not question concerning the message, but trusted in me because of it. Verse 21, for this reason, they will all be one as you, Father, and me, and I in you, that they also will be one in us, so that the earth will believe that you sent me. Now the glory which was bestowed to me, I entrust to them that they will be one as we are one. I'm going to stop there for today. I hope you got something out of this. We're going to pick this up again in the next video. And I'm glad that you came back. And I'm glad that you took part in, in uh, part of your time to just take hold of this. There was a lot said here today. And that's why I'm stopping. Because, you know, you, you have to go back. And if it's a little bit shorter, maybe you'll go back and re-listen to this and you'll get a hold of some of the most important jewels that Jesus shared with us. And the most important one of all is this, that you are not in accord with this world just as he was not in accord with this world and what it means. Again, thank you for taking your time so precious. Please join us again in the next video because this even gets richer and deeper for us as we go on. God bless you. Take time to pray. Pray for your loved ones. Share this with your family, friends, and foe. And more importantly, take time for you to recharge in the Holy Spirit 
so that your life is full of joy and full of love that you can reach out to the brothers and sisters and share. Until next time, God bless. Bye-bye.